Hey everybody, welcome back to Discover Spring Ford. I'm standing in front of the Spring City Electrical Manufacturing Company, located at 1 South Main Street in Spring City Borough. This company has been in existence for a very long time, and it reaches beyond just Spring City and the Spring Ford area. You'll find the work that this company produces in Central Park, Washington, D.C., many colleges and universities across the country, and also in Disney World. Today, I'm excited to sit down with the President, Alan Brink, to discuss the longevity of this company and how Spring City is producing well outside of the local area. I'm Jeff Desiato, a professional actor, part-time realtor, and transplant to the Spring Ford area. And I'm on a mission to find the best that Spring Ford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants, and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Springford a great place to live, work, eat, and explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover Springford. Alan, thank you so much for coming well, on to the show. We thank really... you. Thank you for having You're me. You're welcome. Let me start out by uh, explaining the two names in on the front yeah, of the building. Yeah, we saw that with the we intro. We just saw that with the intro. And I also watch Bill Hoffman's uh, program where yeah. you refer to the Spring City Foundry. Uh, Spring City Electrical Manufacturing was originally a trade name created by the Spring City Foundry Company. Uh, when my partner and I bought this company in 1987, we legally incorporated it as the Spring City Electrical Manufacturing Company and picked up the uh, trade name Spring City Foundry and continue to use it that way. Uh, it really do, The name Spring City Electrical Manufacturing really does refer to what we do. Yeah. We make electrical products, cast iron lampposts, and the LED fixtures right. that go on them. Uh, to, ex, to answer... How did I get here? Yeah, right. I grew up. I grew up in Western Michigan. Oh, really? Went to Lafayette College, Columbia University uh, Business School. Worked in management consulting in New York as well as L.A. And then in uh, 1987, I was getting a little antsy about working in the corporate world yeah. and wanted to get out and uh, do something else. And I. Uh, ended up talking to an old friend of an old boss of mine, okay. John Anderson Miller, Andy Miller. And he had tried to buy this company for a corporate employer in 1982. The deal didn't happen because Sam Marcus, who was one of the people that owned it, got kind of got cold feet. He sure. wasn't ready to retire. 87... Uh, Andy was looking to buy something and needed a partner to help him pull the deal off hmm. from a couple aspects. And that's the year that uh, Sam, uh, Andy and I bought the company uh, from Sam and Mort. There you see the picture of the four of yeah. us <laughs> in 1987. And when you, I mean, if you take a look at that, uh, Sam Marcus is still with us yeah. <laughs> at 92. Yeah. As I've described it, I have the stablest job around in that this company's only had four presidents That's since incredible. 1923. Sam's dad, Sam, Andy, and myself. Wow. So that that's kind of how I got here. Yeah. And I, Andy passed away in 1996. 
I bought out his widow, and his widow and I are still on very friendly terms. So, I mean, it's a little bit of unusual in those kind of yeah. transactions. But that's kind of how I got here. Sure. Now, let me go into a little bit of the history of the company. Sure. And when I start out with, and you'll occasionally see this on our advertising materials, they talk about since 1843. Okay. There's been a foundry on this site since 1843. It has had innumerable partnerships, entrepreneurial owners, etc. I mean, the first founder is built by uh, James Rogers in 1843. It was adjoining the uh, Schuylkill Canal. Oh, okay. The Schuylkill Canal actually runs through our property. And if you really take a look at the... uh, Uh, materials on the real estate searches. The Schuylkill Navigation Company could run barges through our buildings. (laughs) They just couldn't get it to the building. (laughs) But, and I mean, finding the Schuylkill Navigation Company and getting the liens off, it's just not worth it. (laughs) Everybody has just let those things uh, sit as is. Most of the stuff we did in the 19th century was like most of the other foundries in this area. They're making stoves. Okay. And we employed as high as 225 people in the 1870s and 1880s as a stove foundry. One of the big things in that era where we impacted the community was the 1881 fire. Yeah when basically a barge going down the canal had a spark come off it, catch uh, onto our buildings, and basically took down most of this side of Main Street in the borough of Spring City. There were a few things like Mechanics Hall, which is up the street, which we now own. That did not burn down, but most of the stuff on this side did burn down and actually the Springville Hotel uh, which is the predecessor of the Spring City Hotel is that, was was originally on the corner oh, okay. that uh, we uh, actually are on right now and uh, somehow we ended up buying that property when we rebuilt okay. and if you really think about it the whole numbering of Spring City it started at Main and Hall. Yeah. This is one South Main. When the bridge was built, kind of the town started to migrate a little bit farther in, sure. in that direction. Mm-hmm. I was getting north, south, east, west yeah, confused I mean, here because <laughs> the way things go around. Uh, if you take a look at the stove business, we were we weren't as successful in it probably or the predecessor companies after the fire mm. because basically as it was described to me they were using nickel plated stoves and those high tech guys at Buckwalter were putting porcelain on their stoves oh, yeah. so at times we were in the site was in business and at other times it wasn't okay. in business and that's why some locals will refer to this 
old, old timers as the white elephant foundry. Oh, really? <laughs> because it was an unoccupied uh, foundry at a couple of times during the early part of the 20th century. And one other thing that we do have here is yeah. we have this picture here, which is kind of a group picture taken in 1906. Next to it there is another group picture taken in taken in 2006, and we're promising uh, the next picture, group picture, will be done in 2106. <laughs> if you take, you will be long gone. I will be yeah. long. Yeah. If you take Us a, personally, not Spring City. Yeah. <laughs> Electrical magnet. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if you take a look at what the company did uh, during the early part of the 20th century, it was a jobbing foundry. Yeah. And the one big product that they were into was making motion projector stands. Oh, really? If you take a look at the big, old, heavy cast iron stand that was used for a motion projector, particularly in drive-in movies. Yeah. Most of them were made here. Oh, wow. <laughs> in uh, the 1940s, we started to get into making... Okay, uh, step back here. Yeah, that's right. Key, key date, 1923. So that was when Sam Marcus's uh, dad bought the place at a bankruptcy auction. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and the place has been operating continuously since 1923. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was kind of that transition. 1940s, we started getting into electrical products, be they uh, cast iron junction boxes, which we still make to this day, uh, as well as the lamppost. Our right. first lamppost contract was one that Sam's dad got in 1948, uh, providing lampposts for Central Park. Wow. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, right now on my desk is some materials where we're bidding on another Central Park project for the exact same design That's so cool. of lampposts. <laughs> And we we'll keep the history of the, the design. Keep the, the history of the changed, design so. and the. I mean, it's interesting. The lamp post itself, they're identical yeah. to what they were uh, in. Uh, uh, I think it was nineteen eleven when they wow. first went in. That's incredible. I mean, it was a design contest, yeah. uh, and they're virtually identical yeah. design wise. The fixtures on top of them have probably gone through about five generations. Okay. I mean, they're first incandescent, then high-intensity discharge, and most recently we were awarded a contract about five years ago to redo in all of Central Park with LED fixtures. Okay. So, I mean, we've done, I mean, it's a continual uh, thing. If you take a look at how our facility has evolved, uh, the picture that you took in front of the building is just one small corner mm. of the situation. You see the full picture up there. Yeah, we'll get the a building. shot of it for you guys to see it. Yeah, yeah the building. Uh, I mean, the rest yeah, of the complex massive. is ours. I mean, we got a the little section we're in is like a tiny little thing compared to yeah. the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And from the street, you can't even. From see, the street, you can't, you can't really see, see it. Yeah. I mean, we got a hundred thousand square feet on yeah. eight acres. And we've got two other buildings, uh, Mechanics Hall or the Old Tall Cedars, as it's sometimes known, up the street, and then 500 South Main down the street. Right. But I think, let me talk a little bit about the company today yeah. 
and uh, the products that it makes. Sure. I mean, we manufacture cast iron lampposts, cast aluminum lampposts, as well as the LED fixtures that go on it. Again, we are utilizing your classic period designs. Uh, about seven or eight years ago, uh, we filed a couple of patent applications. Where these are kind of things that only somebody that lived in a foundry would ever try and figure out to do. <laughs> and that is how you use a uh, cast aluminum roof as a heat sink. Oh. Because with LEDs, it's very important uh, that you keep them cool and heat sink them. Okay. Uh, and we found a way to integrate uh, that cast roof into the heat sink. Uh, also, we came up with some other methods of heat using castings to heat sink LEDs. And as I say, uh, LED fixtures are about uh, 50% of our business now. That's incredible, yeah. Uh, I mean, these are the green new jobs yeah, right. that everybody's <laughs> referring to. Sure. Uh, if you take a look at where we sell this, most in fact, virtually all of the cast iron lampposts or cast aluminum lampposts that appear on the streets of Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. are made by us. That's, That's so amazing. <laughs> as well as, I mean, if you, and I mean, you won't see markings on those sure. because the city, uh, the cities do not allow it. Where you do see markings is where on the main street of Disney World. Oh, wow. <laughs> and if you go through Disney World... And look carefully, you'll see on the bottom, Spring City, PA. That's so cool. <laughs> it's a and small world after all. It's a small world after all. I mean, just like a Disney in, world. <laughs> in, um, yeah, I mean, in addition to these large cities, the lampposts on the borough of Spring City and the borough of Royersford yeah. were all made by us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would hope so. You'd hope so. Yeah, 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 you really hope so. That would be really rude of Spring City Borough to not yeah. use their home to own yeah. their own business. And, uh, no offense, Spring City Borough. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I mean, if you take a look at our business, the majority of it is sold to governments. Yeah. Uh, but we also... Uh, uh, deal with colleges and universities. Uh, we deal with real estate developers. We deal, with, as I mentioned, we have our, what we call our amusement uh, segment, which is actually theme parks and casinos. Oh, okay. And in spite of the way you might see them as being different types of things, in essence, they're pretty close to the same. Yeah, they're the entertainment. Music, that, no, yeah. they want what they want. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they got the resources to pay sure. for what they want. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know whether you've ever come across uh, people that have been suppliers to Disney. No. <laughs> but, I mean, Disney, they got designers there. Uh, they will design something. And, and deliver it. Yeah, yeah. You just click your heels together, salute, and say, "We'll do it for <laughs> yeah. you." <laughs> and yeah, because uh, if you don't, then they'll find someone else who will. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, and I mean, we've gone through the same thing with uh, the Wynn Casino uh, up in Everett, Massachusetts, yeah. where they they asked for some stuff that was really pushing the envelope yeah. of what we could do, and I mean, we we did succeed in doing it. Yeah. 
but it was you know putting some very complicated uh, finishes on uh, some cast lampposts, yeah. and we, we were able to pull it off. It wasn't easy, but it yeah. was. They wanted what they wanted. Yeah. Um, and I mean, others. And the other interesting segment that's becoming a piece of our business is the five G wireless world. Okay. And I mean, you say, what's yeah, an old foundry doing with 5G? Yeah. Uh, what it is, is with 5G, you need lots of antennas in a tight area. Okay. I mean, unlike a 4G, you can go every five to ten miles with them. 5G, you're down to less than half a mile. Oh, wow. What do you have to do but disguise them? Right. And what's the easiest way to disguise them? Make them part of lampposts. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> or make them look like lampposts. Yeah, that's actually because I know there's a lot of the cell phone tires, towers that are supposed to look like trees, and they just yeah. stand up like, like <laughs> yeah. sequoias oh, no. or, you know. Oh, no. I mean, this is... Of, but that, that doesn't disguise it very well. But, yeah, lampposts. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, and, uh, what we've been doing a lot of in the city of Boston, we... I mean, we don't we don't build the steel part of the tower yeah. or the boxes or anything good. I mean, our business is providing decorative castings yeah. to make them look like lampposts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've done we've done that part. And I mean, it is just kind of interesting uh, if you take a look at the uh, places that our our stuff ends up and. I mean, like sitting behind you is the picture of the U.S. Capitol. Yeah. Where the stuff on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol, almost all of it's made by us. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just there with my family not long ago. I wish I had real. I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't know. But the fact that you guys are in the four largest cities on the East Coast, that's incredible. And it's right here in Spring City, City. where it's all coming from. Yeah. And I don't know if a lot of people really know that, that it's right yeah. here in our backyard. Yeah. And it's going out to, you know, the biggest metropolises on yeah. the east coast oh no and, and I, disney world which is I, I, I was, I was coming back up from florida uh last spring and i get this text from one of our salespeople. uh we just got a six hundred thousand dollar order from aoc and i was saying i text back is that part of her green new deal yeah <laughs> Well, AOC is not, in addition to being Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. is also the architect of the Capitol. Oh, okay. And we've dealt with the architect of the Capitol for about 60 years. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> and they have these, when they've got a specialized project, it's again, we're willing to do what they ask yeah, right. for. And that is kind of one of... Uh, the things is becoming a bigger and bigger part of our business in that if you want it and you're willing to pay for it, we'll do it. So many other companies are getting into, well, this is our catalog. What do you want to buy in our catalog? We're to the point of, if you want it, and I mean, one of the custom projects that we're involved in right now is New Jersey State Capital. Oh, okay. Where uh, on the New Jersey State Capitol, uh, they want to reproduce uh, what uh, they had in front of the Capitol in 1906. Wow. And I mean, they have pictures of it. They don't yeah. have drawings of it, but they've got pictures of it. And we have uh, one 
gentleman who's, I think Brian's been with us almost 20 years, Brian Rash, Royersford resident, yeah. <laughs> who can take a picture of something and turn it into a, uh, a drawing yeah. that, you know, it's all CAD drawings now yeah. and the patterns are made, you know, with 3D printing sure. and all of that. Um, and we've been able to reproduce what New Jersey had uh, in front of their capital now, in 1906. Does, how does that work? Like, so he comes up with a drawing and then he submits it back to them to see if that's what they what they meant, or you know, it's, compare it, it to the picture. Okay, or, or, or uh, they com- they compare in that one. They compared it to the picture, yeah. and then also. Uh, we produced a half-scale mock-up uh, okay. of it. Because it is a CAD drawing, it's in, in SolidWorks, yeah. we can get a 3D-printed model oh, cool. of it. And uh, people will often ask, you know, 3D printing. Well, is 3D printing is supplant casting? Yeah. In terms of production, no. Yeah. Uh, because it's just too darn expensive... But in terms of making patterns and molds, yeah. virtually everything we have done over the past five to ten years has been based on three, you know, 3D CAD drawings and oh, 3D wow. printing. So that, uh, yeah, with something like that, we actually gave uh, the New Jersey State Capitol uh, a miniature a, version, a miniature <laughs> yeah. half-scale yeah. version that was what got their final approval. That's great. And that's that's so much for them. It's probably more peace of mind, I would imagine, too, because yeah. they can literally see what it's going to look like on a smaller scale. No, I mean this yeah. is a, this is a company that uh, it is uh, it utilizes some very old processes, and it utilizes some very new technology. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whenever you attend a foundry uh, seminar, they always talk about well the. Egyptians were using lost wax casting yeah. uh, to cast jewelry back 3000 BC, and it's the same process being, yeah, I mean, castings have been around since 3000 BC, yeah. but uh, you've got CAD drawing and, you know, CAD production, as well as uh, CNC machining, which is really kind of a variant of. CAD, yeah. where I mean, you got machines where you got an X axis, Y axis, and Z axis. You put the tool mm-hmm. at a certain 3D point, it does the certain thing. Right. Next thing I really, and I kind of started into this yeah, with sorry. Brian, I, I is really the yeah. is really the employees of this company. Yeah. I mean, we've got uh, 110 employees here, and these are, tend to be very long term employees. Yeah. Uh, we figured out it was once it was a combined total of 1200 years wow. experience with the company <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, incredible and i mean part of this is this is an environment that you don't too often see in your modern corporate world yeah uh i mean we haven't laid anybody off since 1998 wow. uh all of our employees are covered by defined benefit pension plans uh, all of these jobs have health insurance, uh, so I mean, there's that aspect covered, uh, and yeah, people that. I was going to wor- say, yeah, I mean, the fact that 
not only are you guys getting the loyalty of people being here for so long, but they're getting something that most companies don't really offer yeah. in this right. day and age. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a churn and burn. It seems to be, you know, whether people like it or not in the corporate world, it's kind of like you work really hard, you burn out, you move on to another job. Yeah. And then you work really hard, you burn out, you move, move on. on to another, yeah, and, yeah. and the company's just like, you know, yeah. you know, they're just like, all right, well, then our benefits package is going to take that into account that well, these people aren't going to be here very long. And then it, everything kind of dwindles in terms of the, right. the benefits on either side of, of the employee and then the employer. So that's no, the interesting qu- to hear the difference. The, some of the quote, quote, young guys that are my five key direct reports, these are all guys in their, well, in their 40s or 50s. Yeah. They've all been with the company, with one exception, for an excess of 20 years. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, I mean, we have you know, brought people up. Uh, through the ranks, and uh, uh, it's helped us with the uh, with the growth of the company. Sure. I mean, we're having a record year this year. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I mean, sales are up about thirty five percent over last year, and that's, that's incredible. <laughs> if you really got to make the stuff, that that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, employees tend to live uh, between uh, you know, kind of Phoenixville on out. I mean, we've got people living out as far out as Ephrata, yeah, some right. Coatesville people, Redding people, uh, a lot of Spring City people, Royersford people. Yeah. But, I mean, they tend to live in the area. I'm the oddball. I live down in Radnor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, our employees are represented by the Glass Molders and Potters Union, which is now part of the United Steelworkers. Okay. Uh, the, but the last strike we had was 1981, <laughs> and the rabble rouser that led that last strike, uh, Charlie Lanyon, retired four years ago as our vice president of manufacturing. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wasn't too disgruntled. That, he wasn't yeah. too disgruntled. He want, I think he wants some time off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was what was the driving thing right. behind that strike. Uh, and it's interesting, and I was hoping I'd have a copy of it for you here today, but they haven't come in that. Right. Uh, the United Steelworkers had some people uh, coming through the facility, you know, and taking pictures of people okay. at work. And we are the featured company in the United Steelworkers magazine, oh, wow. the fall issue of it. Oh, wow. Because you've got a situation with the United Steelworkers where they've been a very successful acquirer of unions. Okay. And uh, only about 25% of the United Steelworkers really make steel. Oh, okay. They've got as many people making paper, cast lampposts, yeah. pottery, uh, beer bottles. I mean, it's a very diverse union okay. as to what all... Uh, they cover. Sure. Uh, and so that's one of the things they have in their magazine is just, uh, yeah, what all, you know, the United Steelworkers make. Uh, in addition to, you know, our employees in the area, we have a real network of suppliers in the area. Okay. And in preparation for this, I kind of sat down and did a few quick uh, calculations, and uh, about 10 to 12% of our sales 
occur within 50 miles of this facility. Yeah. 50% of our purchases of things are are from suppliers that are within uh, 50 miles of this facility. And 100% of our payroll is within 50 miles of this facility. And what you really see on that is uh, the impact that a, what I might call an export-oriented manufacturer yeah. can have on the local economy yeah, for sure. of an area. In that uh, I'd be willing to bet you virtually every uh, uh, business that you've done in yeah. this series you've done had people spend our employees spend money (laughs) in it yeah right for sure and i think bill hoffman i think even mentioned us (laughs) a uh a source of tenants for him but i mean it's the insurance broker you go down to lancaster county which is within a 50 mile radius you've got aluminum foundries that are supplying us you've got pattern makers up in allentown and it's that whole um you know, universe of suppliers. Yeah. That I mean, it's it's jobs and jobs yeah. multiplying for sure. Uh, and I mean, we're very proud of the jobs. You know, yeah. good jobs that we create uh, in the area. Yeah. You know, both directly and indirectly. Yeah, I think it's really cool that the the, f- the folks that are within this fifty mile radius, they're getting work, like you had said, for their their uh, companies that you're purchasing items from, and then all of that work is then going to New York, Central Park, Park. <laughs> you know, Boston, colleges, colleges and universities, Disney World, you know. So I think it's really cool. Like for anybody who's watching this that's going to go to Disney World or is in plans, <laughs> no, like make that a point. Like I know you want to go to, you know, whatever the, the big, uh, I don't even know, I've never been, but what are the big attractions, Galaxy's Edge and all the, yeah. the big attractions that they have there. But make sure you stop and look at the lampposts because those came from our backyard. I just can't get over that. That's so cool. But yeah, like the, the folks uh, in this area are having such an impact. And they might not think of it like when they're just going to work and clocking in or whatever. But yeah. like, it's really, I think it's cool that the, 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 the work that's being done is being uh, appreciated by not just people in this community, but everyone. No, and I mean, this is one of the uh, things that was interesting when you talked about, when you first approached me on this interview, yeah. is, you know, I want our employees, their neighbors, to know about what all we do here. Yeah. And, I mean, we are most of the time in a, some form of hiring mode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, CAD draft people, engineers, salespeople, uh, you know, foundry workers, CNC operators. Those are all kind of, those are good jobs. Yeah. And those are jobs that we are uh, perpetually uh, looking to fill. Yeah. And the fact that you have, you know, the business has evolved, um, you know, obviously from stoves all the way to LED and, and 5G. Yeah, 5G. I mean, the fact that you guys have been able to pivot in that way yeah. is a testament to the longevity of the company, I think, and and the, the tenure of the employees Please. because you're bringing people with various backgrounds to meet the, the new demands uh, of what you're 
uh, vendors and, and I'm sorry, like your clients are uh, are looking for, and the yeah. fact that you're willing to say, and I mean, we're we don't still, know how to do it right now, but we'll get it done. You know, we'll we're still we'll operating, you know, with a foundry facility where some of these buildings go back to 1890. That's incredible. <laughs> uh, no, some of them go back that far. And yeah. Again, if. Uh, Anybody wants to really get into the weeds on what our production process yeah. <laughs> looks like and what uh, what goes on with that, we have had a couple of videos on PCN tours okay. where they have come through and you know, kind of I walked them through a tour of the plant, okay. and they just videotaped it and they put it up there. Uh, also, if you're interested in more information on uh, the company, you can get us at www.springcity.com. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you the story of that. Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to be a story in the fact that you have springcity.com and the actual borough of Spring City does not. <laughs> no, no. So. <laughs> well, it, was back, it, was, it, it all occurred back in the mid-1990s when... People were first starting to claim uh, domain names, yeah. and we looked it up, and there was somebody in the spring business that had just gone out and claimed a whole bunch of domain names, including Spring City, because okay. that was, you want to come there to yeah. your city for spring. Well, yeah. Anyway, they, about 1995, 96, they let the Spring City domain name lapse. And uh, Jim Madera came up to my office and said, hey, springcity.com is available. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I, I mean, if you'd gone up, I don't know, the borough, I don't think the borough had a website till you know, 2010 maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that was where uh, we claimed the uh, Spring City. Yeah, domain. and that's a lot easier to type in than Spring City Electrical Manufacturing. <laughs> right. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it is. Or having an, an acronym or something that yeah. people have to Oh, no, but it's, it's springcity.com. Yeah, and yeah. I know that uh, you know your online social media stuff, it's Spring City Electrical. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's a little bit easier than typing in uh, manufacturing company and all that right. kind of stuff. Right. No, and I mean, we are not a, I mean... We're in on LinkedIn. We use yeah, LinkedIn. That's where I found you. <laughs> we I use like, LinkedIn fairly heavily. Yeah. We use uh, Facebook uh, and to a certain extent, uh, oh, what's it? Insta- we're using it. We're using Instagram yeah. as well. Yeah, and I think that Instagram is cool because I know around here I've seen obviously a lot of pictures, and you can find it online. Pictures of of the work that you guys have created in its habitat, for lack right. of a better term. So you can actually see. You know, and I'll show the picture, the lamppost in front of the Capitol building. And that's a, that, I would imagine that type of uh, image gets attention. You know right. what I mean? And it brings it back to the company because that's not necessarily something that you can see coming to the plant. But right. You can see it and it, I think it, it speaks volumes just seeing it in it, the way it's supposed to be right. operated. Or, you know, oh, no, and I think there, there, what we're doing on a lot of that uh, social media marketing is... Uh, every week or two, yeah. we're featuring another project, yeah. and there was one recently where Georgetown University, we did something that went in front of one of their uh, uh, dorms, I yeah. believe it was, and yeah, you know, some nice pictures of yeah. it, and we sent it out on LinkedIn. Congratulations to all our Hoya friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, 
That's great. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, if you there's lots of opportunities that people have to find out about us. Yeah, and we'll I all thank, those links with I, the video, th- I thank you for giving us another uh, another chance to present ourselves yeah, on the it's my media, and it's it's also. And it's also been an opportunity for me to talk about things in a little different way sure. than you do in some of the stuff you post on other social media. So, yeah, for sure. I, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. That's one of the things I love about doing this show is getting the, the personal connection to the business as opposed to just, you know, we're open these hours. Call us at blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just hearing the history, especially I, I geek out for, you know, when I, when I sit down and especially with businesses that have been around for as long as this one, um, hearing all the various uh, iterations that it's gone through, hearing about the, the families that have been impacted by it, the fact that there's only been four presidents. And from what I gather, I mean, two of them were from the same family, right? Yeah. And then the two, the second or the third and fourth were from the same partnership. Yeah. So, you know, that's even that even makes it even a smaller group of people that were there overseeing this company. And that's just incredible to see where it is and, and the, the reach that Spring City is having as a result of Spring City Electrical Manufacturing Company. So, Alan, thank you so thank much you. for your time today. Thank you. Really okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Discover Spring Ford. I want to thank you for watching, and I also want to thank Alan for his time today. If you'd like to know more about the Spring City Electrical Manufacturing Company and find out where you can find their lampposts throughout the country, you can visit the links below the video. Included with those links is a virtual tour that was done of the property here. If you like Discover Springford and want to support the work that we're doing to highlight the Springford area, you can do that in a number of ways. The easiest is by going to our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can also share this video with your friends and family on social media, or you can support us financially in one of three ways. You can support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month, You can also make a one-time contribution via PayPal, or you can purchase some of our merchandise in our store. Thanks again for watching. Come back next time, where we continue to discover more of what makes the Spring Ford area a great place to live, work, eat, and explore.